everyone. Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, where we are elevating the voice of women in basketball. I am Tara, and I have two co-hosts with me today. I'm very excited to be joining us for the second time, the newest Blazers outsider, Alex Haig. Alex, welcome back. Thank you so much. Now, the last time we talked, I said that I needed to get you on the show before <laughs> you got famous. And now, tell us what has happened. Yeah, that's that was a weird dink, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> well, I'm definitely not famous, so let's not uh, get too ahead of ourselves here. Uh, but basically, I got uh, an opportunity to audition for the newest cast of Blazers Outsiders um, on a recommendation from Brooke Olsendam herself. And I'm so thankful to her if she's listening here. Thank you so much again, Brooke, uh, for shouting me out. And uh, yeah, so that's starting um, Wednesday. Well, actually, my official show is October 19th, Friday, the day after the Lakers home opener. Awesome. Super excited to see you on the, on. well, I guess it'll be on the big screen or the little screen. Although, yeah, my screen is not very big, but I could go somewhere and we could watch it on a giant screen and it would be like yes. on the big screen. Uh, it's going to be on NBC Sports Northwest at seven um, on non-game days. And it's also going to be streaming live on Facebook. Excellent. Well, thank you for stopping by the What Podcast before you go on to bigger and better things. And we hope you'll come back even after you do get famous because you will because you're going to be so great. <laughs> of course I will. <laughs> and also on the line and also returning for the second time is Cassidy Gemmett, the owner of the NBA fantasy team with the best name. She and I drafted our fantasy team last night. She is the owner of the I'm Trying Jennifer team. So welcome back, Cassidy. So glad to be here. <laughs> I, I've become in one day one of those people who doesn't stop talking about my fantasy team. So you guys have to stop me. <laughs> I think I have also gained that as well. <laughs> it's just that it's new and exciting. Anyway, I'm really glad the two of you could be here today. And we have planned a preview of the Western Conference where we're going to go through team by team and talk about some of the things that um, are have changed for some of the different teams. But as Trailblazer fans, we are actually still kind of in the middle of processing and digesting some really heavy news that came up today. Um, Trailblazers owner Paul Allen has died at age 65, complications due to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, he's been the owner of the Trailblazers for, what is it, 30 years? Uh, he also owns the... Seattle Seahawks. He's uh, as the owner of the Blazers. He made 23 trips to the Western playoffs, two NBA finals appearances. And uh, this is from one of Woj's tweets about it. He was a relentless advocate for Portland, the Pacific Northwest and small market NBA franchises. Ladies, what were your reactions when you heard about Mr. Allen dying today? Um, I was I was pretty shocked by the news, um, very saddened by it. I've always admired the kind of owner that he's been with the Trailblazers, kind of definitely involved and encouraging and at the games. And so he will his presence will definitely be missed. For sure. Yeah. It's uh I don't I don't know much about him. And you know, anytime someone passes away, you kind of feel like ashamed, you're like, Oh, I wish I would have known more about this person that meant so much to me now, you know, it means so much to me at this moment. Um, but it just seems like he was a wonderful man and uh, did a lot for the community. And um, 
Yeah, I, I just my heart go out, goes out to his family and everybody at the Trailblazers organization that's worked so closely with him. Twitter was uh, that's all that was on Twitter today. So, yeah, it was, you know, you know, I've been around Portland for a really long time. And as I was sitting down to work on the podcast tonight, I realized that, you know, I'm working on my um, Windows PC and getting ready to record a podcast about the Trailblazers and how much of those activities are because of Paul Allen. Like who, yeah. what I am doing right mm-hmm. now is – so much a result of what he what he did and that's only like a small fraction of what he did while in his life you know founding microsoft and owning the trailblazers and uh the seattle supersonics were like or not the did i say the supersonics i meant the seahawks um (laughs) those were you know a big deal but he's also done a whole bunch of other things like you said in the community um he funded the um he pledged $100 million to fight the Ebola virus back in 2014. He has uh, pledged $30 million to housing Seattle's homeless. He has just done a whole variety of things that are just reflective of his interests and also his like concern for the community. So yeah, it's a, sh- a shocking loss. I mean, we knew that he was sick again, but I don't really yeah. think really anybody realized how sick he was. No, I mean, his last tweet was two weeks ago, and he was just saying that it had come back, and his doctor was hopeful. So, you know, there's a lot of support under that tweet. But, yeah, it just seemed to happen so fast, and it was very unexpected. I'm sure it's going to affect the, I don't know, the feeling of the game on Thursday, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll be interesting as we wait to find out what happens with the team, too. But we'll leave that to another time and just kind of right now and just sort of reflect on how much he meant to this community and how lucky we were to have a... Uh, an owner that stood by them for such a long time and really saw them through thick and thin, stuck with them when things were rough and, um, you know, enjoyed some success, but also stuck with them through some of the tougher days. <laughs> not yes. not everyone would do that. Well, with that, I think let's go ahead and turn to our preview of the Western Conference because uh, games actually we're recording this on Monday night and games start tomorrow. Blazers don't play for a couple of days. So we have a few more days to do the very last bits of research that we want to do to get ready. But for now, let's start by uh, talking about the teams that the Blazers will play in the Western Conference. And Cassidy had the awesome idea of going in the order of the when the Blazers are going to play them. So, so who goes first? Let's see. Cassidy, starting with the Los Angeles Lakers. Do you want to give us a preview what you learned about the Lakers this year? They have some new player on their team. I can't. What? What's his? Yeah, name? I guess. I mean, he's famous Lance or something. Stevenson. Yeah, and I think Rajon Rondo, uh, Javale McGee. You know, very oh, famous from his appearances on Shaq Dunning Fool. Um, <laughs> but LeBron James has made his way to the Lakers, and as a Portland fan, I'm somewhat infuriated by it. I grew up hating the Lakers so much, so to watch this is. It hurts, but at the same time, I think that it will also kind of reignite the rivalry between Portland and L.A. because it's just been sad beating them so badly lately. (laughs) So that's going to be something that comes from this. Uh, I think that 
LeBron has proven time and time again that he can carry a team to the playoffs. And I think that this team is slightly better than his team last year in Cleveland, which is a little bit scary that they could possibly be making it pretty far up in the playoffs. But I I question their ability to actually make it um, once they get there. Um, I'm expecting them to mix up their rotations quite a bit in the beginning of the season just to get used to all the new players and how they're going to work with the youngins. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how players who do have experience like Cal- Caldwell Pope react to other players coming in with similar levels of experience or years, I guess. And But they've been through the playoffs and through other kinds of experiences that he has not gotten to experience yet. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What do you think, uh, how long do you think it will take for them to gel? I think it's going to be a good, at least a month. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to take at least a month for them to get some of the rotations set. And I think it could take even longer for them to really gel together if that ever even happens. I don't know. I don't know if all of their young components fit in with this team. So I don't know how well Lonzo Ball works with LeBron on the court, and I don't really know how Ingram fits into this team as well. Um, I, I was just going to see if you thought that LeBron was going to automatically take on this team and kind of carry it on his back like he has been used to doing, or if he's going to try to assimilate with some of the veteran players that have been pulled onto the team with him. I think he's going to have to... I think he's going to try to assimilate at first. I just don't know how well that's going to be as the pressure gets more intense and he gets closer to the playoffs. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I am really interested to see how this works, especially between him and Lance Stevenson. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, the ear-blowing little uh, flirtation thing that's been going on with them has been enticing. So I'm excited to see that as well. (laughs) Must-see TV back in Los Angeles. Yeah. What was their uh, record last year, Cassidy? They uh, won 35 games and had 47 losses last year. How do you think they are going to compare? Do you think they're going to make, I guess I'll, I'll, do you think they're going to make the playoffs? I do. Okay. I think it depends on how big of a role LeBron wants to take, but I think that that is definitely an option. How bad do you guys think it would be if they didn't make the playoffs? I mean, I think it would be amazing as a Blazer fan, but... <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to have everybody who's saying they'll make the playoffs just because of LeBron just kind of realize, oh, maybe it takes more than one player to do something in the West. You know, he's coming from Cleveland. Now he's going to be in the Western Conference. It's a little bit different over here. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that... I I mean, the thing that stands out to me about LeBron's addition um, in Los Angeles is that he signed a four-year contract. So he's clearly in it for the long game. And so, I mean, I see that as a sign that he's trying to really build something out for the future and that it might take a while. And I mean, he'll probably, I mean, I think he'll probably make the playoffs, but I think it would be fascinating if he doesn't, because I think a lot of people think that he would completely fall apart if they don't make it to the playoffs. And I think he would be absolutely, I don't know, I'm not going to say fine, because he obviously he wants to win, but I think that it wouldn't derail his, like, it wouldn't make him like get mad and leave. I think it would oh, be, no, he would be like, leave. okay, this is, um, this is going to be, we're in this for the long game. We're in this to build. Yeah. I think something. the only real reason for him to get extremely mad about not getting the playoffs this year is I think they need to prove to the 
other all-stars that could possibly be coming there next season that they do have the room for that this is not this is something special to come to yeah i think uh, this year is going to be a lot about next year for the for the lakers oh we forgot to do the uh walk-up song oh well none other than holding out for a hero by bonnie bonnie tyler (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody get bonus points for singing the the walk up song? Oh wow! Go ahead, go on with your bad songs. And he's got to be larger than life. I need a hero. I'm holding out for a hero till the end of the night. Nice. And they found possibly their hero. <laughs> Very true. Well done, Cassidy. All right. Anything else on the Lakers? We don't need to, everybody else in the whole no. world is talking about them. We don't need to dwell on yeah. them. No. Yeah. You want to go next, Alex? Sure, yeah, let's talk Spurs. Uh, Spurs, I think they come up on October 20th, so that'll be the Saturday after the home opener on Thursday. Um, Their walk-on song for me is the montage song from Team America. Oh. Um, Yeah, so it's just an all-encompassing montage song because they've got got some work to do. Obviously, Kawhi is gone. Uh, he was traded along with Danny Green to Toronto. That was a wild time. And then uh, Tony Parker went to Charlotte to join his French brother, uh, our boy Batum. Uh, Manu retired, and DeJounte Murray just tore his freaking ACL in a preseason game um, versus Houston. So I'm going to fully blame this on James Harden. I don't know if he was even on the court when it happened, but I'm blaming him. <laughs> Because it just makes sense. Um, yeah, so they've, they've got some work to do. So basically who they have left now, um, not that it's, you know, not that these guys aren't nobody, but uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Patty Mills, Rudy Gay, Marco Bellinelli, Pau Gasol, uh, Lonnie Walker, and then some guy named Lamarius Albright. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, poor Lamarcus. You still haven't yeah, forgiven him, yeah. huh? Aldridge, yeah, I've mispronounced his name. Um, yeah, so it's it's basically up to them <laughs> and Pop, of course, to save you know what used to be one of the most consistently dominant teams in the Western Conference, uh, and see if they'll do anything in the playoffs this year. Um, last year they were forty-seven and thirty-five, so the exact opposite of the Lakers. Uh, but Vegas is predicting forty-two point five wins this year, so worse than last year. I mean, which would be understandable. They lost a lot of people, even though Kawhi had, you know, issues last season uh, and wasn't playing for a lot of it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to this team. It, it was weird. Looking looking them up, I'm just like, I don't know how these guys are all going to do together. But I guess we'll see. I just feel so bad for them because of Murray tearing his ACL. Yeah. Ugh, they are so- thin in the backcourt. That is. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. So, so yeah, that's that's the Spurs. I basically just looked at like where people went and then who they have now, and uh, I can't make any predictions other than that. <laughs> so next to Kawhi, um, who do either of you think is the biggest, like, going to be the most one of the most impactful lost player next to Ka- after Kawhi? Oh, I don't know. Um... I'm kind of thinking Manu just because he was so the kind of the character of the team. I mean, the the team didn't have a lot of character to begin with. (laughs) I mean, they're 
they're good, but they're kind of, you know, boring in, yeah. in, in the way that like really good teams might be boring, you know, consistent, reliable, all of that stuff. But he just kind of had a little peppy, little bit of a heart. He was, you know, I don't know. He was the most interesting one for me to watch. And I don't know how much that translates. I don't know you know, how the other players felt about that. But for me, for just the watchability of it, I think he's somebody that I'm going to miss a lot on that team. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he was a veteran. And I think that, you know, after Duncan left, you know, you need the kind of veteran leadership on the team. And him leaving, I'm not sure if that, like, breaks that down a little bit. I know Pop is all the leader you need, but maybe, you know, there's a different level of it with Manu. So we'll need to lose Parker as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Parker, too. So I'm like, they just kind of, and now it's almost like now LaMarcus is the most veteran. I think Patty Mills and <laughs> then Patty Mills LaMarcus. <laughs> yeah. Of, of course, the Portland player. More Portland players propping up San Antonio. <laughs> You're welcome, Spurs. Oh, Keeping you alive. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, unless anybody has any other questions about the Spurs, Cassidy, how about the Rockets? Well, the Rockets, I have for them that I would put their walk-up song as So Close by Hall & Oates. Um, And I feel like the lyrics, So Close Yet So Far Away, just makes so much sense for them. I mean, they believed in tomorrow, though they're stuck in today. And the reality is they should um, they should really be letting the pain of last year's loss fuel them this year. Um, Chris Paul is a year older, uh, which is not good given his his injuries in his past. I mean, maybe he's due for a year off from getting hurt. Uh, but I feel like Carmelo Anthony is a good addition to the team if that can work out. And I think that's a question that I definitely have. He's going to have to be a much more efficient shooter and a smart shot taker because he's not going to get the touches he's gotten at any other location and any other team. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that all works out. Um, so they had the best record. Did they, they had the best record yeah. in the league last year, right? Yeah, um, 65 six- wins, 17 losses. And, um, you know, the year before when the team from the Bay Area went on that run and they had the best uh, record in the league, they pulled it back um, because it's. Um, I think they thought that they spent too much getting through the regular season trying to have that great record. Um, and so they pulled it back a little bit last year. Do you think Houston and 65 wins is um, a reasonable goal for them. I mean, how much do you think the, um, at this point, how much do you think the regular season matters to them? I think it matters to the extent that it gets them to the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think being in a good position when you get to the postseason, but I think not only meeting that high win record last year, but also with after Harden winning the MVP, I think it gives him a chance to maybe relax slightly and focus on getting all the way through the season with energy to spare so that he can make it through the postseason because we've seen him have waves in the postseason of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then came the 27 missed threes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, oh. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> yes, that was amazing, actually. But uh, he, he can't keep doing that. But if he wants to keep doing that for Houston, he can, in my opinion. 
He helps so, the Blazers out. It sounds to me like neither of you are uh, fans of the Rockets, or would even uh, entertain saying that you were being fan that you were fans of the Rockets. Is that correct? Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely not a fa- Rockets fan. <laughs> yeah. No. Even though Patrick Beverly doesn't play for them anymore, I still have. Are bad it doesn't loosen your heart anymore for them. <laughs> yeah, um, I've been mad since Clyde went there as a kid. <laughs> I cried for like a week and a half, so I'm, I don't think I'm over oh. it. <laughs> oh, poor sad Cassidy. My uh, my sister lived in Houston when Clyde um, moved to Houston. So uh, they think Houston's great, and she thinks Clyde Drexler's great because she thinks Clyde Drexler is a rocket. And I just like uh-huh. we just—that's one of those things that the family just doesn't talk about. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's best. I can't imagine your Thanksgivings. I know it's just—it's best to just avoid that that conversation. Um, Cassidy brought a really good a really good point though. I think about you know all the pressure last year was to um, win the MVP, and I think one thing that I don't know I noticed it this summer. Like people have already like are anointing either Giannis or Anthony Davis the MVP, and it's like, could we play the season first, know, please, right? to <laughs> before we say who the MVP yeah. is going to be? But I think you're right. Like it puts like extra pressure because not only does he like have to play and help his team win, but now he's under all this pressure to win this award that they're ready to hand him, and if he doesn't win it, then he's you know screwed up even more. I just. The preseason's just, it's too early. I mean, obviously, if we're going off preseason, then, you know, Myers Leonard is our MVP. Mason Plumley <laughs> is the Nuggets MVP. It's like, okay, like, let's get some games under our belt before we start talking about this. Well, and they were talking about it in July, like before any basketball <laughs> had been played. People yeah. were like, well, yeah, this is going to be Giannis's year. And if it's not Giannis, it's Anthony Davis. And I was like, wait a minute. But I am totally on board. Um, yeah, sure. Why not Myers Leonard? Um, I think actually, though, he's going to win. He's going to be the first player to win sixth man of the year and uh, most improved player in the same year. Oh, dang. We can hope. Yeah. We can I'm only hope. There. Well, you know, media can can drive these awards, and I'm anointing myself media, and now we have Alex as part of the media. We can make this a story. We can make this happen. Speak it into existence. (laughs) Myers for sixth man. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of Anthony Davis, um, how about the Pelicans, Alex? How about them? You know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Those darn Pelicans. Locked them out of my memory from last year, so had to dig up some facts. But uh, I don't know. I had trouble with the uh, walk-on song. Um, I went with Robin dancing on my own. And I don't know why I went with this. I feel like it's because originally when I picked it, I was thinking, oh, it's just Anthony Davis. But upon further research, I mean, it wasn't just Anthony Davis that wrecked us in the postseason. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I should probably take that back because um, remember Drew Holiday was um, he was there so that wasn't fun um, <laughs> but uh, yeah basically uh, last season they were 48 and 34 obviously beat us in the first round uh, Vegas is predicting 45.5 so not much different oh, maybe you know a really? little yeah um, probably because they lost cousins to the uh the grossly inexperienced, but hopeful, up and coming <laughs> the Golden State Warriors, um, and then Rondo obviously left uh, in free agency to join the Lake Show. So some of their kind of you know seasoned vets 
uh, were gone. But, I mean, Cousins was MIA in the playoffs against us, if I remember correctly. He was... Uh, yeah, he was out since, like, uh, February season. or January. He'd been yeah. out for a long time. Yeah, so he was kind of a non-factor anyways. But um, probably not going to be the same in Golden State. I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll do something over there. Um, <laughs> but in all of these moves, uh, the Pelicans acquired Alfred Payton at point guard and then Julius Randle as a forward. Um, and then I don't know if you guys know much about Jalil Okafor, but he has kind of been passed around the league a little bit since being drafted to the 76ers. He was then passed over to the Brooklyn Nets. And basically he's just kind of widely regarded as this underwhelming guy who had so much potential, but just has not done anything with it yet. So he still exists on the Pelicans, whether or not he's going to be a factor, um, you know, off the bench, it has yet to be seen. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, that's just going to be a weird team. I, I don't think them beating us in the first round, uh, really said anything positive about them or, you know, as much as it was negative about us, but maybe that's just my perspective. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. So it should be interesting. I think Anthony Davis has some help, you know, he's got some players, but it was another shakeup for them too. Like it was for a lot of teams, uh, in the Western conference in the off season. So. Cassidy, what do you think about the Pelicans this season? What do you think about that? For, a 45 and a half seemed low to me. But again, like you're so right, Alex. It could just be because we're like, well, we got beat by a really good, the Blazers got beat by a really good team. So they should have a higher uh, number for over-under for Vegas. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, I I would think that they would at least be at the same level that they were last season. What do you think, Cassidy? Yeah, I think that's kind of a that's a weird number for them, but um, I am excited about the Alfred Payton pickup from them uh, to see how that works out. Because um, I think him with uh, Anthony Davis could be fun basketball to watch for sure. And now that we can see his face, because he cut his hair, and he won't have the um, hair blocking his free throws, he should He's have gonna, a good year. Yeah, the possibilities are going to be endless for him now that he can see. Yeah, it'll be like, why didn't I do this sooner? Um, Well, and as I recall, uh, Anthony Davis and Miritich had looked really nice um, together last year as they Mm -hmm. were beating the Blazers, as all the people that I was standing around when I was watching the games were like, Blazers could have had Miritich. And it's like, oh, my God, stop. Um, (laughs) But they were they they were a lovely combination. I'm really curious about what happens with Anthony Davis, though, if he sticks it out there and or if he leaves. Um, I, I don't know what contract is he almost up. Yes, I believe he uh, is. I'm going to check that right now. Apologies, he's unrestricted in 2021. It says so. He's got a couple more years, but I think that he may be restricted at some point as well. At the end of but, next year, is yeah, he restricted? maybe. Okay, well, it is coming up. <laughs> I believe it's like right at uh right before um Damian Lillard. So if he's not up next year, he's one of the few people who is not up next year. I'm trying to find his contract. Way down at the bottom. Transactions. Okay. Um okay. Oh, he has two more years after this. I was totally wrong. Oh wow. Yeah. So uh 2021 is a player option. So there's definitely this year and next year, and then he can pick up that last year if he wants to. 
Um, but oh. now with players asking for trades, that's always a possibility as well, too, I guess. Right. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to watch anyway, um, whether or not it's sooner rather than later, whether or not Anthony Davis decides to stick around New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. You want to morph into the Timberwolves, Alex? Oh my gosh, we have three of you in a row. (laughs) Goodness gracious. We're going to do Animorphs. We're going to Animorph into the Timberwolves from the Pelicans. (laughs) I totally pictured that in my head, what that would look like. (laughs) I know, right? The cover, the holographic cover. Oh, so cool. So cool. Um, So the Timberwolves are (laughs) just a beautiful train wreck right now. So (laughs) it's just so wild. But my walk-on song, just to keep it spirited and light, is uh, Stephen Stills' Love the One You're With. Um, That's that's aimed towards Jimmy Butler, obviously. He's got some issues, as it's been made pretty well known at this point, um, that he wanted a trade, although he was denying that he asked for a trade to the Clippers. I'm not sure if he finally came out and said, no, I did, or or not, but... um, Apparently he wanted a trade to the Clippers, and then there was talk of him maybe going to the Heat, but the talk talks with the Heat have died. Um, Which includes um, supposedly uh, Pat Riley calling um, Thibodeau names. We've got to get that in there. Yes, there's been <laughs> using colorful language. Uh huh. Yep. Which you're doing a very good job of, Alex, because when you were talking about prepping for this uh, podcast, you you said you were looking forward to a chance to practice not swearing, and you're doing an amazing job. Because evidently, I'm not allowed to curse on live national television, which is news to me. It's (laughs) just, it doesn't make any sense, but I I will abide. I will abide. Um, Yes, so uh, basically what happened was, Jimmy Butler decided to show up to practice and he kind of ran a train over the starters with the bench players. Is that your understanding of what happened? Just to say he could and and did? Yeah, I don't trust any of this story. (laughs) I don't know who it's coming from or what. I know a lot of it was like, some people say it was staged. Did he admit it was staged? I was trying to... Rachel Nichols was waiting for him after practice with her little ESPN desk all set up outside. So somebody called her there and he went to go. But, okay, I want to know what you guys think about this. So um, part of the thing that was reported from um, Woj was getting, I guess, like updates from inside the practice facility or something. I don't know. But anyway, apparently one of the things that Jimmy was doing was that he was yelling at the owner – you bleep and need me, which yeah. I think is a very strange thing to yell if you want to be traded. Like, if he wanted to be traded, don't you think he would have, like, shown up late for practice with, like, candy bars falling out of his old sweats and just been, like, blah, and, like, shown, like, no effort whatsoever? Like, why would he be yelling at the owner, like, you need me, when he wants to be traded? That makes no sense to me. Maybe he feels like they don't want him? And he's yeah. just like saying, see you on the way out. Maybe yeah. he feels overshadowed by what he believes to be a lazy star in Carl Anthony Towns. I know there's he's got some anger toward him for like not caring about winning as much as him or something from like what I was reading. He's he doesn't mm-hmm. think he's trying as hard as Jimmy Butler wants to try to win. 
and he's kind of just coasting on this, like, oh, I'm this awesome, like, rookie kid. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he really didn't want to be traded. He just wanted to be appreciated, and that's why when the rumors came out, he denied them. Because he's like, no, I don't want this. I just want to be here, but I want to be appreciated. I mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating. I think he told, according to him, he told the organization that he wanted to be traded, but he did it a long time ago and they didn't do anything. And I think what he was denying was that he wanted to go that like he only wanted to go to like the Clippers and the Nets and the Knicks who were like the strangest combination of three teams that you'd (laughs) ask to be traded to. That is really strange. Who wants to go to the Knicks? I mean, Maybe a guy who thinks he can do something with a team that, like, everybody's all but forgotten about, you know? Maybe he wants to be the star and he doesn't feel like the star when Carl Anthony Towns is there. Yeah, I'm I'm super curious to see what happens and super curious to see if he leaves how Carl Anthony Towns does. Because I think people are imposing a lot of ideas on Carl Anthony Towns and his work ethic and his, um, you know, how much he... Uh, how hard he wants to work and how hard he wants to play. And I haven't heard much from him or his camp, like to respond to this. They seem to be just kind of keeping out of it. Um, But like there's been, you know, they're kind of dragging him. Like uh, media reports are kind of dragging him like uh, indirectly through it. Cause they're kind of just saying, well, Jimmy says that he doesn't play hard enough. Like is anybody speaking up on Carl Anthony Towns behalf to be like, actually, I'm an NBA player and you don't get to be an NBA player without putting in a certain amount of work. And I'm sorry, Jimmy, I'm not exactly like you, but like people are different. You know, we don't. I don't know. I haven't heard anything from Carl Anthony Towns except for him flipping out after getting bodied by the Bucks um, the other day in preseason. That was where all that uh, Giannis uh highlights came from was that game i think against the timberwolves right oh yeah yeah so he was he was mad that they just didn't put forth much of an effort or we can't play like this in regular season or something to that effect Mm -hmm. Um, but i haven't heard him comment on the actual jimmy butler stuff i mean maybe i'd be scared of jimmy butler if i were him (laughs) like dude i'm not saying anything about this guy like just let him go off yeah i don't know so do you want to morph your timberwolf into a clipper ship (laughs) yes and can we what is a clipper can we like talk about this real quick cassidy do you know what a clipper is i know that it is a boat yes i believe it's some sort of a masted ship i don't know maybe all ships have masts i don't know anything about boats what an amazing mascot (laughs) (laughs) i know yeah i don't don't think it's like a a boat they have like that. Is it like a bird or something? Yes, I think it is, and it should just be a man in a boat costume. Yeah, I mean, can we just be a little more derivative, please, and just kind of ride that wave? Or um, just a boat. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Just a boat. Oh, oh, not boat. even a a boat. Not even a person. Just a boat. Oh. Really break it. Break the tradition. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I get behind that. They could build uh, a moat around their new arena. You got, y'all, yeah, that's yeah. a, that's what they have to do. Oh, I hope they're doing that. And then they should sail off into the sea because no one's going to watch them anymore because <laughs> the Lakers are the only team that matters in Los Angeles right now. Oh, man. I mean, honestly, like, 
Blake Griffin is gone. DeAndre Jordan is gone. Austin Rivers is gone, which is extremely sad for me because a huge, huge portion of my content is making fun of Austin Rivers being a daddy's boy. <laughs> so now I can't even use that. It's very upsetting to me. Um, but I don't even, like, honestly, my notes here, I, it literally says, ultimately, who cares about the Clippers? It's all about the Lakers this year. Like, I just had nothing to say. Oh, but I do have a walk-on song for them. Um, this is mostly in jest, but it's Leanne Womack's I Hope You Dance. <laughs> you know, because okay. whoever's on there dancing, I just hope they do it. Whatever they're going to do, if anybody's going to watch, I just hope they try, and I hope they feel like they did the best they could. <laughs> because... <laughs> I am just so over the Clippers. Like, we had a nice little rivalry for a while there a couple of years ago in the playoffs. You know, it was kind of, like, fun, you know, watching those games. And, like, oh, maybe I hate the Clippers a little bit. But after Chris Paul left and Blake Griffin was just, like, meh. I don't know. It just – the team is just not very exciting. Oh, J.J. Redick left. You know what I mean? It was, like, who even are the Clippers? And that's – they've kind of been just – slowly deteriorating since we played them in the playoffs. I don't know. Is it just me who thinks that? <laughs> Maybe we cursed them. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be amazing? I think that was probably it. It was all of Mason Plumley's amazing assists <laughs> against them in the playoffs. Um, last, last season, they were 42 and 40, and Vegas is saying 36.5. Oh, this- really? I didn't know yeah. they had them down so far. They do, yeah. Um, I just think everybody should do well. I really need to like <laughs> adjust my <laughs> my rose colored glasses, even for other teams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think maybe their their predictions are a little bit skewed down because so many of the already really great teams in the West got even better in the off season, mm-hmm. and they're accounting for that. I mean, I don't know. That could be that could be something, but. One of the things that I understand that the Clippers are doing is they are amassing a bunch of um, guys that they can talk about as like working men, you know, guys, lunch pail guys who come in and work hard and leave it all on the floor and there's no superstars. Um, But what they've done is they've structured their roster in a way that a lot of their contracts are going to aspire so that they could then get a superstar um so that they just don't have anybody right now but over the next couple of seasons as a whole bunch of these free agents become available they ostensibly have um will have enough room that they could sign some players and i think that's one of the reasons that they said jimmy butler was um wanted to sign there is because they have so much room in the future you can make Uh a lot of money yeah, that makes sense. Maybe they're just in a couple of rebuilding seasons. I mean, they have, you know, they don't have nobody. Tobias Harris, um, Patrick Beverly went to the Clippers. He's a pretty good defender. Um, and he's back. Yeah, he was injured last year, but he's back now. I yes. drafted him on my fantasy team. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he can do something for you there. Not early um, or anything, but. And then Lou Williams is uh, mm. kind of. I mean, they're considering him just, they're saying he's just going to come off the bench. But um, last season, he averaged 22 points per game. So, I mean, he might, he might help them out too. It's, it's not like they don't have anybody. It's just for me, the Clippers I once knew, it's just, 
it's not the same. And I'm just, yeah, I guess I'm just not like watching them too closely because there's so much else going on in the Western conference this year. So. All righty. Should we move on to the next one? Cassidy? Yeah. Um, so golden state, I'm sure you've heard, heard of them. Uh, (laughs) coming off a 58 win, 24 loss season, uh, and a championship. Uh, I think, the expectation from everybody around the league is that they're going to win their fourth championship in five years. Um, and I sure hope that's not true. Um, they added DeMarcus Cousins, and he's coming off the torn Achilles. Uh, he's going to be about reevaluated in about four weeks, and then they'll see what happens from there. This is the first time in NBA history that a team has five All-Stars from the previous year. So... On that note, we should talk about one of their major failures, and that is not having a mascot. There are only two teams in the Western Conference without a mascot, and Golden State is one of them. Can you guys name the other one? It's not the Clippers. (laughs) Hold on. I should know this. I really should. I have no idea. No, I don't know either. Timber? Well, no. I don't know who. The Lakers. Unless you can't count Jack Nicholson. (laughs) They do not have a mascot. Um, Oh, man, that's just sad. So they're spending so much money on Kevin Durant, they can't afford to pay someone to put on an outfit with a giant head. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, they had a mascot called Thunder until 2008. But then when the Supersonics became the Thunder, their mascot was no more. Um, Who I just started liking OKC a little bit more. Yeah, so they got rid of their mascot. So they may have rings, but at least Rip City, we have Blaze. So yes, I'm oh, holding that. And I believe that there are really two walkout songs for Golden State this year. The first one is the song that they believe they walk out on the floor to, which I think is the 1980s classic soap opera theme song to Dynasty. <laughs> um, that sounds so right. <laughs> uh, and then the rest of the world, beyond their bandwagon fans and themselves, are imagining them to walk out to the Monstars theme song, Hit em when or Hit em High from Space Jam. So I think I think the world has talked plenty about Golden State recently. So Yeah. I don't think there's um uh I'm I i do not even know how many writers they have at the Athletic just to cover uh that team, but I don't think they need a lot more extra discussion to you. No. Okay, moving on from them to the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets with my old boyfriend, Mason Plumley. Yes, you heard it here first, folks. We dated. We definitely did, dated in real life. Did you really? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. But I really wanted to for a while. Um, let's see. The Nuggets have the people's champ. I mean, who doesn't still love Will Barton and cheer for him with everything he does. I've not ever met a single person who didn't cheer for a Will Barton. No. And he's, he's on my fantasy am- team, so I have to cheer for him. Oh, well, there you go. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah, so they've got Will Barton. They've got Mason Plumley, who, I mean, with us, I mean, I know people didn't like him as much, but I always liked him. But um, he, he wasn't, like, maybe super productive for us consistently. Uh, but again, like I mentioned earlier, he's doing pretty well for them in the preseason. So hopefully it continues. It would be nice if he could, um, 
do something uh, and get some minutes, kind of like Jokic. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Jokic. Um, Jokic is the guy that everyone thought that we traded Mason for <laughs> when we actually got Nurkic. That was like a really stressful day and a half in Rip City because everyone was like, we got this guy. No, we got Nurkic. No, we got Jokic. And it was just like so stressful. Um, and then we found out who we got. So that was great. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, let's see. Denver also, the biggest thing that probably happened to them this uh, off season. Well, the biggest thing to me is they now have Isaiah Thomas um, on their team. Um, I feel kind of bad for Isaiah Thomas. I feel like he's been bouncing around for a while, but I hope this works out for him in Denver because I really do like him. I don't know. I just like tiny little point guards. I've always, I've always loved them. I've, I've loved Jason Kidd. I loved Allen Iverson. So I love Isaiah Thomas naturally. Um, let's see. Last season they were forty-six and thirty-six, so not too bad. They made a run, um, and they almost made the playoffs. I'm pretty sure Minnesota, or I think it was Minnesota, that beat them and sent them home before they made the playoffs last season. Um, Vegas has them doing better this season at 47.5. So we'll see. We'll see. Denver might do something. I mean, they did kind of in the last half of the season last year – they were kind of up and comers and they were, we were freaked out. I remember everyone in Portland was kind of watching Denver to see how they were doing. Cause it was going to determine our, our place in the playoffs as well. So I would not sleep on the nuggets this year. I think they might be doing big things. Yeah. People are really enthralled with Jokic and especially people from Denver. They really, really love him, and they um, add all kinds of superlatives around his passing ability and um, his, like, court vision and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't really see it, but I often, often don't see the most obvious things just because I'm super stubborn. And somebody's pointing something out to me, I'm like, no, there's no way. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> But no, yeah, I mean, I think he's really the better it, but who knows? <laughs> we don't know. He's definitely really good. They'll probably finally make the playoffs again this year, would be my guess. Yeah, um, that is the walk-on song that I chose for them is Miley Cyrus's The Climb. Because, well, it's Denver, so, you know, it's a little bit of a double entendre. But basically, the elevation and also, you know, just getting there, you know, they kind of were getting there last season. And I think they could do more this season. So I'm excited for them. I mean, not as excited for them as I am for my own team, but, you know, I hope they do well. Yeah, I'll always wish success for the people's champ. That is for sure. Yes. Okay, one of these is finally me. I chose all of the ones at the very bottom. I didn't do it on purpose. But the next team up is the Dallas Mavericks, who last year finished the season at 24 and 58. And their theme song, of course, is the theme song to the Dallas, the TV show, goes along with Cassidy's Dynasty. Um, probably people in Dallas are as sick of that as those of us in Portland are tired of the Portlandia comparisons. Um, mm -hmm. But if that, if the Portlandia comparisons are accurate, 
um, or if the Denver or the the Dallas comparisons are as accurate as the Portlandia comparisons were, then <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Um, I've been I have to uh, admit I've been watching a lot of old Dallas shows, and if you ever are like sick for a week in bed, you should go to the library and get like all the old Dallas shows because they're so entertaining and they're that's a really great theme song. Anyway. Dallas is poised uh, to get a lot better this year. They added Luka Doncic, um, who was the MVP in the EuroLeague and has is only 19 years old, but he has three years of professional experience already. And they finally got DeAndre Jordan to come to their team after um, he almost came to them a few years previous. So they'll have Luka Doncic playing alongside uh, Dennis Smith Jr., um, which should be pretty exciting. But the player that I'm most interested in on the Dallas Mavericks is, of course, uh, Dirk Nowitzki. This is going to be his 21st year in the league, and uh, that will make him the player who has played the longest with a single team for his career. 21 years is going to be the record for the a player playing for a single team. He was drafted in 1998. Wow. <laughs> it was a really long time ago. That was the same draft as Tyron Liu, who, of course, has obviously now been a coach for a few years, a head coach for a few years in the league. Um, Bonzi Wells was in that draft. Paul Pierce was in that draft. And uh, very famous Mike Bibby was taken number two in that draft. Is that not hilarious? <laughs> Whoa, Mike Bibby, the massive arms from Instagram this <laughs> this year. Um, so I think it. You know, Dirk hasn't said whether or not this is going to be his final season, but like just watching him try to run up and down the court last season. I mean, I mean, he's still running a lot better than I could at forty, but uh, it just to be able to keep up with all those other players, it's got to be really hard for him. So I hope that um i would i i like the farewell tour so i kind of am acting like this is maybe going to be his last year and this might be the like i'll definitely make sure that i get to go to the games in portland because i uh want to see him if it's going to be the last time that he plays because he's just an incredible talent he's played as of the beginning of this season he's played 1471 games he's played 50,573 minutes. He's scored 31,000 points and gotten over 11,000 rebounds. So let that sink in (laughs) how long he's been around. So that's the most interesting thing for me for Dallas. Yeah, for sure. I love Dirk. I'm going to be so sad when he leaves. I think we talked about this on the last podcast. Like all these guys, Dirk and then... Vince Carter, when they leave, it's going to, it's going to feel like I'm officially old. Like that's (laughs) going to happen. It happens to the best of us. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Well, the next team up is the Phoenix Suns. Cassidy? Um, Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. 21 wins last year, 61 losses. Worst in the West uh, after the regular season. But... Things are looking somewhat up for them. They picked up Ryan Anderson, Trevor Ariza, and today they signed Jamal Crawford. Uh, They also have number one pick DeAndre Aton, which I'm really curious to see how that all works out uh, with him. 
uh, I want to watch out for his turnover rate. He averaged about 2.2 turnovers in the preseason. And I have a feeling that number may get a little bit higher as stakes get a little bit higher and people are caring more than they do in preseason. Uh, also, their new head coach. I think this is going to be an interesting switch over. Uh, it's Igor Kokoshko, I believe. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. But however you say it, I'm excited to watch his offense. He favors a really fast-paced, high-scoring offense, which I think will be interesting with the this young team combined with the veterans. Uh, and I'm excited to watch that happen. Uh, for their walkout song, I picked uh, Nothing to Lose by Kylie Minogue because, really, they got to take a chance. They got to make a move. They got everything to gain, and they've got nothing to lose. So, really, there's only up from where they can go from here. And I think if they can win 30 games this season, they got to look at that as a win for the season. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's a really great roundup of, of the Suns. You know, they, they do have upside, which is the first time in a long time. They don't have a point guard, but they at least have upside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they have Booker play like a hardened style point guard for them, but I'm wondering if he's, he can do that yet. I don't know. He seems pretty confident. Like he can do just about <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, next up, um, I have another one are is the the Memphis Grizzlies, who last year um finished, I think, second to last and worst in the West. Um, they had a twenty two and sixty record last year. And the thing that is uh, that stood out about them is the previous season, they had a perfectly respectable 43 and 39. So that was a 21 game swing, a big swing um, for a team that was playing fine. And then suddenly everything just fell apart for them. Uh, Mike Conley was out. He's their uh, uh, one of their stars and they uh, traded away some key players like Zebo who of course was, you know, getting up there in the years, but still meant a lot to the team. I have a lot of friends who are Grizzlies fans and they just felt absolutely gutted last season. Um, but they're another one like Dallas who, um, and like Phoenix who, uh, does have, uh, some future because they had some uh, high draft picks. The Memphis Grizzlies added Jaron Jackson Jr. With the fourth pick, um, uh, and Mike Connolly should be back and healthy. Um, my problem with the Memphis Grizzlies is I could not think of a walk-up song for them. And, like, because it's Memphis, I didn't want to screw it up, you know, because it's Memphis. And they're, like, the music city. And there's so much a deep musical history there that I didn't, like, want to screw it up and, like, pick a bad song. So I'm open to suggestions if either of you have good songs for the Grizzlies. Otherwise, maybe we can just, out of respect you know, leave them without a walk-up song unless, like, somebody from representing the franchise can pick it up for them. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I feel like I'm stumped. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to screw that one up. I wanted to do something about, like, you know, um, about looking for a bright future or being on the rise, but, like, we're not quite sure how it's going to turn out yet because they still have some questions. They still have Chandler Parsons and his really big um, contract, and he hasn't played well in the last couple. He hasn't played at all like himself in the last couple of seasons or if, if he's played at all. So there's still plenty of questions on their roster. Um, but, 
you know, it, it could be could be looking up. I don't know. Hopefully for all my friends who are Memphis Grizzlies fans, it'll it'll look up for them. <laughs> but not for the well, Trailblazers, except when they play the Trailblazers. Yeah, no. I mean, Justin doesn't Justin Timberlake own the Memphis Grizzlies? I think he is partial owner for sure. He's partial owner. Maybe he's... Oh. He, it's time for him to step it up. Yeah, he could come up with a theme song for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it should just be a Justin Timberlake song. Yeah. Take back and, the night. How about that for Memphis? You know, I mean, just, uh, you know, take back your team. Do something fun this year. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. That works. Should we move on? Yes. Yes, let's move on. Cassidy, you're up with the Utah, the Utah Jazz. Jazz. Well, Utah is looking a lot like Utah looked last year. Uh, they have pretty much the entire returning lineup from the previous season with the addition of Grayson Allen which is going to be everybody's new favorite player to love to hate, uh, which I'm excited to see how that all plays out. Um, The Jazz picked up Crowder late last season, which I thought was a really good pickup, and I'm just going to see how how well he plays coming into this season because he he had a good end of the season last year. Um, Mitchell's now going to have a whole year under his belt, and I think that that will help him just stabilize his game even more and – get even better and I feel like Dennis Lindsay's done a really great job with this team with after the Gordon Hayward loss I wouldn't have thought they would be in the position they already are in this season to do pretty well but I still feel like they're gonna be uh stuck in the middle and that's why I chose their walkout song to be stuck in the middle with you uh by the Steelers wheel I feel like maybe it could be a song that Portland and Utah share together a little bit this season. Um, let's hope not, but uh, I feel like it could possibly be the case. That is um, a great pick. I think a lot of people are really high on the Utah Jazz right now, but I don't know that they have enough talent to challenge the team from the Bay Area. I yeah. think they have enough talent that they could maybe make it to the Western Conference Finals, but I just don't think that they can can beat them. Um, but yeah, that's a yeah. good song, though. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if they could even make it past Houston this year. Um, it would be an interesting matchup, though. And I always like to see Gobert play well, and so hopefully he has a really good season. Yeah, I do like him. He's fun to watch. Okay, anything else on the jazz? Because I got a real doozy one coming up here. Let's let's do this, doozy. <laughs> okay, the second to last of all of the teams that the Blazers will see in, in order this year are the Sacramento Kings. Um, and I was gonna say that the their theme song was gonna be the uh, Game of Thrones theme song, and I had this whole <laughs> elaborate thing where they were like the Boltons, and like uh, it was just all like very elaborate. And then I was like, okay, that is not fair. It's like not like <laughs> the Kings. Fa- I admire the Kings fans so much for being Kings fans and Mm -hmm. every time I watch one of their games I think to myself there but for the grace of God go you or I like (laughs) you know like the other night when they were losing so badly they were getting just absolutely hammered by somebody and the score was like you know 39 to 10 or something um and the 
the team account tweeted out a picture of it, but they put like a little censored thing over the score, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and everybody was laughing at them so much and like, oh, that was funny. And I was and I just kept thinking, oh my God, I remember sitting through a quarter where the Blazers only scored nine points against Toronto. And that was only last year. So I kind of feel like if I make fun of the Kings, I'm kind of asking for it for the Trailblazers. So I'm gonna take a step back <laughs> and just say about the Kings. There but for fortune go you or I, which is an old Joan Baez folk song. And it's just something for us to keep in mind as we like laugh at everybody else and <laughs> what's going on with them, how quickly things can change for us and how lucky we are that <laughs> the trailblazers are in the stable situation uh, that they are right now with a, with a leader like Damian Lillard. So I didn't really read much into like who's on the Kings right now. I mean, the other night we watched the Blazers play them and we watched um, like um, one of the guys with three names. Was it Willie Colleystein? Who's the guy with three names who plays? Willie Colleystein. It is Willie Colleystein. Um, we just watched him like dunk over and over and over again on the Blazers or whatever. So there's that. <laughs> Uh, but one thing that I found out about the Kings that I did not know, which I'm excited to share you with you, did you know that they are actually the oldest team in the league? They are the oldest continuous professional basketball franchise dating all the way back to 1923, well before the NBA even got started. Wow. wow. Did you know that? I know. I didn't know that. They started as the Rochester Seagrams, and I, I don't know what a Seagram is, so talk about I don't know what kind of mascot that is, but they started <laughs> off as the Rochester Seagrams in 1923. They joined the National Basketball League, the NBL, in 1945, and then the Basketball Association of America in 1948, which then became the NBA. So um, they don't have a huge upside at this time, but they have a lot of history. And I think it's just really good for us to respect that history and to just keep in mind that uh, things can change in a moment and we could be uh, suffering um, some devastating losses if it wasn't for just a couple of GM moves or, <laughs> you know, just random things that happen to the Sacramento Kings. I don't think the Portland is really that close to being the Kings, but you know, we could have thrown our lots in with the team like the Kings. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. you got to give them a little respect, at least for carrying on. <laughs> yeah. And they have a great uh, social media team. Their Twitter is pretty freaking awesome. They usually we have like a tete a tete with them, uh, so I like I like them. I'll, I, I'll never wish bad things upon them. <laughs> Their alternate jer jerseys are beautiful, and they apparently have a really nice arena. Oh yeah, because they just they rebuilt it. Yeah, it's just a couple years old. Yeah, yeah. And it's really funny because my husband and I are, are just started this thing last year where we're trying to go watch a, a basketball game in every arena. So we just started last year. And as we go and ask people, like, where should we go next? People are like, oh, Sacramento is a great place to go to a game. And we're always like, what? But they're like, yeah, it's really great. The hotel's right there. That's a great arena. And Portland always wins. So, <laughs> okay. Hey, so maybe we'll try one of those. So that is my piece about the Sacramento Kings. And the last one that we have to cover is also mine. The last team that we're going to see this year. Um, 
is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, so significant ads for this team. Okay, so last year they were uh, 48 and 34. And uh, significant ads were they re-signed Paul George. They added Nerlens Noel as a free agent. And then what some people call addition by subtraction, uh, Carmelo Anthony found another place to play. Um, so a lot of people talk about Carmelo Anthony kind of disrupted what they could have had going in Oklahoma City. And so my choice for the song for OKC is Stand By Your Man, um, because I think Paul George re-signing in Oklahoma City to be with um, Russell Westbrook was just kind of like, you know what? We like what we have going on here. And we're going to keep it going on. We think we're good enough. Um, we play hard and we're a small market team, but we're popular here and um, we're just going to stick together. So that is my that's my song for OKC. Oh, also another fun fact that I learned about OKC is that um, Russell Westbrook and his wife are expecting twin girls. They're going to have little twin babies. So oh, I always wow. love it when there's a, when there's an addition, they had a, they, um, in people magazine, they put out a really uh, sweet video of them playing with their little 16 month old. And then, yeah, his wife, Nina is going to have twins sometime. I think this season, probably. It's just probably that far along. So imagine like three little Russell Westbrook babies. I just imagine them just totally miniature Russell Westbrook's just like tearing around their house. (laughs) Crazy outfits. Oh, I can't wait. In amazing (laughs) patterns. Yeah. (sighs) Well, also another thing, one more thing about Oklahoma city is they have a rookie named Hamadou Diallo, who was a second round pick. Um, He was the number 45 pick. He he was uh, traded twice on draft night and then he finally signed in um uh in Oklahoma City Thunder and he had a really great summer league and he was one of the better players at summer league and um so it's it's always kind of fun when you have like a you know a second round pick who really makes an impact. Yeah. Yeah, was he out of Kentucky or I think yeah. so. Yeah. That sounds right. right. So yeah, so that that wraps up all of the teams that um, the Portland Trailblazers were, will face in the Western Conference. We obviously didn't talk about Portland because we talk about Portland all the time. Um, <laughs> do we have? Do you have anything? Any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap it up here? Hmm. No, I'm just excited. Let's like, yeah, let's I'm start the season. So excited for basketball to be back. Uh, yeah. So excited to watch NBA basketball again. Definitely. I know. I am excited to watch actual games because I've been watching so much um, footage from stats.mba.com mm-hmm. where you can watch like the same, like all the Alpha Rukaminu rebounds over and over and over again. And I, I just, I'm looking forward to watching a, like a whole game end to end. Of course, you're watching Aminu rebounds over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I love him. I know. <laughs> I, I love him so much. I've watched other things too, but when I need to oh. cheer myself up, I'll go watch <laughs> <and> rebounds <laughs> or fast breaks. <laughs> there you go. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining me um, and doing this uh, Western Conference preview. Let's see. Alex, why don't you remind folks where they can find you? 
yes, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Owl Hicks, O-W-L-H-I-X. And yeah, catch me on TV, I guess. Soon to be <laughs> 7 o'clock on uh, NBC Sports Northwest on non-Trailblazer game nights, correct? And yes, indeed. On your Facebook, and, on the Facebook page. Yes, it'll be streaming live on Facebook at the same time as well. And Cassidy, are you still a holdout no Twitter account yet? I'm still a holdout no Twitter account. Uh, I'm sure that will be broken soon. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get you on there and then you'll be hooked. Well, uh, I can be found at TCB Biggs. You can follow the What Podcast on at Hoops and Talks on Twitter. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast in the Blazers Edge podcast feed. Uh, The What episodes come out every other Thursday. Thanks again for joining us and um, I hope that we have a great season.